Hey, wrestling nerds, you're about to sink your ear holes into a big old serving of the motherfucking IndyCast. For over eight years, the best of independent wrestling interviews, pop fucking culture, debates over topics like breakfast cereals and the Muppets, plus more innuendo than you can shake a goddamn stick at. So here is Maximus Chad Allen, Sticking Fucking Steamboat, Zach Romero, and occasionally Duchess Von Finger Bang, Luna Lynn, as they bring you the Fucking Indie Cats, exclusively on the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network. Greetings, everybody. Welcome once again to the IndieCast. Uh, Chad Allen here uh, with the Barbara Walters special episode. You know you love them. It's when it's just me interviewing a guest. Uh, and we do have an awesome guest on here that uh, thankfully has been very patient with us because uh, we've had to kind of work around a, a bunch of weird schedule stuff. But I'm glad to finally have him on here uh, because uh, he is not only a wonderful wrestler, as we have discovered recently, we'll talk about more. He's a damn handsome man. Uh, everybody, yes. welcome the one and only, uh, the handsome Max Zero with us. Max, welcome to Hi. the IndieCast. Hi, thank you for having me on. Yeah, it's been it's, a, a wild road getting here. It, it, yeah, it's been between like uh, work, you know, shoot job crap and sicknesses and, and all on my yeah. part, too. It's not like it's your fault either. It's been all mine this time, but glad to finally make it work. So, uh, Max, we start every episode uh, the same way. We have five questions we like to call the lightning round. Um, th- these are questions you have probably gotten on other podcasts you may have done before. Uh, so we use these to get them the hell out of the way. Uh, so right. you don't, so don't feel like you have to ask them. You can take as long or as short as you like. And uh, I'll be honest, we usually fall completely off the rails by question three. Oh, it's the uh, lightning so, round. I'm going to be so fast. That's right. So uh, question number one, here's the one you hear everywhere. Who trained you and when did you debut? Um, I debuted in 2019. Don't November. Don't ask me for an exact date because I'm okay. terrible with exact dates. Great with months, bad with <laughs> exact dates. Um, I was trained at the Wrestle Factory by uh, people like Orange Cassidy, people like uh, Sonny Defarge, um, Name Redacted, Hollow Wicked, <laughs> all, all those people. And currently I'm being trained at the Worldwide Dojo by a few of the similar people as well as World Famous CB. Very nice. So, yeah, name redacted. Been on the show a couple times with us too. That's very. We've we've got a few of those, sadly. Yeah. Uh, is it? It's, it's is impressive it... that I can say that, and there's like 20 options. Right. Exactly. That could be oh. just in the just in indie wrestling. Oh, exactly. Not even in the big companies. Oh yeah. No, and actually, you know what? I, I might. I'm going to probably ask you briefly about the name redacted stuff in a second. So I'll be interested in your thoughts. Oh. But I'm in the lightning round. So uh, question number two: What is your first wrestling memory? Oh, like just as a wrestler or as a fan? Okay. So uh, the question when I originally wrote this about eight years ago was more as a fan, but uh, that 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 question has come up. So I am okay with if you answer both ways. Quite honestly. Uh, so I was, I'm a wrestling baby. Like I haven't really been watching wrestling for a super long time compared okay. to a lot of people. Like my first show was uh, Money in the Bank 2012 Punk, John Cena, that Money in the Bank. Okay. So like I've only been watching for nine years. 
Okay. So like that's literally the earliest memory is just watching that getting told, hey, like you do amateur wrestling. Go go watch this awesome wrestling thing. And I did. And it's one of the best pay-per-views they've ever put on. Right. <laughs> so it's a good jumping on point. Um, yeah. For, if you're going to start that? somewhere, that wasn't a bad place. That's yes. not a bad place to start. So and And going back and watching, I've noticed this. It's like. Um, the pay-per-view directly before that and the pay-per-view directly after that are both terrible. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> I really did hit that sweet spot. I don't know if I watched Capital Punishment 2012, <laughs> if I would have been a wrestling fan or even a wrestler today if I started with that and not with uh, and not with Money in the Bank. I don't right. know if R-Truth versus John Cena was going to... That wasn't was bringing it home that. for you? Yeah, I wouldn't have brought it home and been like, I need to do this. There's a there's a guy playing President Barack Obama. I I really need to get into this wrestling thing. <laughs> and then what what's your first wrestling memory as a wrestler then? Um, as a wrestler it was um uh, such a such a long time ago. So I was on, so back at the Wrestle Factory, they did for one class, I don't think they ever did it past this, they did a Twitch stream Okay. of, like, one of their tier classes. It was an eight-week thing, and it was the first class I ever took in wrestling. So, like, my first memory is, like, I was just all over Twitter. I was all, not over Twitter, I was all over Twitch just wrestling and being terrible at it. <laughs> and it was just like, oh, that's fun. So if you watch I'm... that. Go ahead. What's up? No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. If you watch that, yeah, that's like, I don't even know if you can still find it on, I'm sure it's still on Twitch somewhere. If you, if you looked hard enough. But yeah, like, like the one video on the Wrestle Factory is like Twitch is like me doing bad resortes like for two hours. So but this was this was them recording the the training. It's not that they were doing like a student show or anything like that. This was just no, this was... straight up. Here's the class. Yeah, this was like I think the idea was like here's what to expect out of a class here. Okay. So it's kind of like we're gonna film because uh, each of the tier classes were eight weeks. And if right. I'm getting this wrong, I apologize, Sunny Defarge. Um, <laughs> but um, so. They, we shot every week where we live streamed every show. And every show they would bring in one of the Chikara people. Uh, the trainer was Ophidian. And then they brought in like a Chikara star to kind of be like, hey, come see. I think the first week was like Razor. Uh, the second week was like Hermit Crab. Okay. So like, yeah, we just, and it was just like a regular training class of what like a 101 was for uh, the Wrestle Factory. Right. And I had no idea this was happening <laughs> prior to me showing up. They didn't even tell I, you, hey, we're going to be recording. Oh, we're going to be filming no, this today I, or anything like that. I showed up for a 101 and I was like, I paid. I showed up and I just see cameras everywhere. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, we are. Uh, we're we're filming all of it. It's like, oh, cool. Yeah. At that point, do you just kind of feel like you have to go with it? There's, there's, you know, like, I'm here. I've already paid for this. this I, is, I think it. we had a person leave. Did you? Okay. 
like the first day, like someone left like as they showed up because the cameras. Interesting. Yeah. That's my earliest rest of memory is embarrassing <laughs> myself on Twitch. Clippers <laughs> got to start somewhere, though. I guess is how you got to yeah. look at it. So I guess I just didn't. It doesn't doesn't necessarily need to be broadcast to the to the internet, but well, yeah. you know, if there's there's ever a if there ever if there's ever like an AEW or WWE hype package of like where they were for Max Zero, <laughs> they'll be able to pull that old gem out of there. That's right. And you know those companies will find it too, oh, and they, like they will find it. They'll completely like, use that. I can't believe four years ago you were unable to do a resorte. <laughs> uh, question three in the lightning round: uh, What is the last movie that made you cry? Last movie that made me cry. Mm-hmm. This is this is not like the last movie that's made me cry, but it's the last movie I've watched that I always cry in. Okay. I always cry in um most of the Ghibli movies. Right. <laughs> like so just take your pick out of them. Like I I usually cry at some point in each of them. Okay. It's Now what what's your favorite Ghibli movie? I really like Howl's Moving Castle. Okay. I know it's not the best one. Obje- <laughs> objectively, the best Ghibli movie is Spirited Away. Right. It's not my favorite one. I like Howl. Uh, uh, but it, most, it mostly has to do with um, it does something that I feel like media is forgotten about magic, which is that it's not just shooting beams at each other. Right. And Hal has a lot of really cool visuals in it that are just like, this is what magic actually is. It's warping reality and changing things. Not just a green beam that then changes something. Right. Yeah. Uh, question number four in the lightning round. Uh, we all have had one at some point in time. Who was your first cartoon crush? Uh, let me think. <laughs> Probably Android 18. Okay. I don't know if that shows how old I am, but Android 18. It it make it it definitely makes me feel how old I am that that's yeah, the answer, right? but that's okay, because uh, mine was like, you know, like uh, Daphne from Scooby Doo. So I can turn to dust right now. That's okay. That's, that's a good one. It's to be fair, that's a that's one that you can claim to be any age because that show well, is never going away. That show does never die. You are correct. Though, yes. so, so, but I'm no, sure I definitely people who were born like. Five years ago, this first celebrity crush is also Daphne. It's also Daphne from Scooby Doo. <laughs> uh, and then, final question and the important, uh, the important one, uh, I think, for all of them here: Marvel or DC, and why? Ooh, I'm DC. Hmm. Now, I'm, why team? D- why team DC? Team DC all the way. Um, mostly because I like what their heroes represent. Okay. Marvel is more of like. What if people got superpowers? Whereas right. most of DC's roster is like, here's what people could achieve if they had superpowers. Right. And I always liked that. I was a Superman. I'm a big old Superman stan. Love him to death. I'm really happy with DC right now because all the Superman books are great. And I'm also mad at DC right now because they have 20 Batman books. But, <laughs> you know, that's just how that's just how it's been for the last 
15 years. Right. It's 10,000 Batman books and then like six good Superman books that I'm reading and I feel like I'm reading alone. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I love both. Like I'm a big old comic book guy. But okay. if you, if I had to pick one, like if I had to be like, you can never read a comic from this company again, I would choose DC. I okay. think they have better stories overall. Like, just in general, like, if you just looked back at, like, the best comic stories ever told, because then you all, I would wrap in Virgo, Vertigo with that. Oh, my God, if I could talk today. <laughs> you get all the Vertigo comics in there as well. And as much as, as much as I love the Ultimates, uh, I think I could live my life without ever reading another Ultimate comic. There you go. Yeah. Now, since you did pick DC, uh, obviously uh, DC did have a big movie that came out recently, Suicide Squad. Uh, yes. Now, I don't, I don't want to. I, 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 we're still pre- trying to be nice about spoilers, um, so without going too spoilery, uh, and we're out of the lightning round. So take your time on answering answering this one if you like. What were your thoughts on Suicide Squad? Um, it is easily the best DC movie they've come out with, and ever since they started this whole initiative. Oh, if we're going to create a universe like Marvel, right? It's easily the best one. Okay. Like hands down. Like get Zack Snyder. I'm a. Uh, Twitter's going to hate me. I I hate Zack Snyder's movies. Okay. He he doesn't get superheroes. He gets one superhero. He gets one. He gets Batman, and that's it. Right. But he's not writing. He never writes for Batman. He he writes Rorschach as a hero and like read five seconds into Watchmen. He's he's not a hero. <laughs> right. Um but like I I would be very happy if James Gunn got like that figurehead position of the DC universe and he was just like, Okay, here's what we're doing. Cause I thought Suicide Squad was like the perfect level of camp and fun and like action and death that that series needs to have death definitely in spades on that one goodness yeah. great it's so good <laughs> i go see it go watch it yeah i've watched it twice go see it it's on it's on hbo max people you can you can see it really easy too just go, go get it for hbo max go get um, it, tiger <laughs> go get it tiger uh now let me ask you obviously you uh, like you said you started your training at the Wrestle Factory, the Wrestle Factory, very known for being uh, very well, obviously connected to Chikara at the time. Yes. Um, and your original character was basically the child of one of their other characters. So it was, you know, almost a, you know, a handing off a junior type character, which is in in the luchador tradition is actually a, a fairly normal thing that, you know, we yeah. see it a little bit here in the U.S. But um, I, I am going to guess and I know what, the, you know, I'm going to assume I know what they say about assuming, but I'm assuming that you didn't walk into the Wrestle Factory going, I want to wear that zero mask <laughs> and become the son of, of Mr. Zero. Um so what were, what were your thoughts when that was originally presented to you? It's a very funny story because I knew I was going to be masked. Okay. Um, two, I didn't know what my gimmick was, but I, I knew I was going to be masked like two months before they told me. Okay. And like I said, I'm a wrestling baby. Like I, 
Haven't gotten through all Chikara. It has like 30 seasons at this point. It does, yep. I have... Like, I'm not... I wasn't like... I was still trying to catch up with all the indie stuff. Like... Like, I didn't watch a ton of wrestling. So, like... When I... I didn't get a call... I got a call, basically, saying, Hey, do you know who Mr. Zero is? And I said no. (laughs) And they were like, Okay, here's all you need to know about it. And they sent a picture... (laughs) And that was all they sent. And it's like, you're the son of this guy. And I was like, oh, okay. So they just sent you a picture, no previous storylines, no anything no. like that. See, that's um, wild because for a company that, like, runs so much on storyline at the time and, like, the rich history of it, I'm surprised they didn't provide you more of that. I, I think the idea of the character was essentially just, um, hey, let's get um, – because it was during the Crucible storyline. I think the point was supposed to be like, hey, this is a representative of like what Chikara is. So I think right. what they did is that they just kind of picked a first gen who uh, had didn't have anything really going. I don't want to be mean because I do love Mr. Zero. Sure. And all that stuff. Um, and he's very nice. And I'm sure he's very nice. I've never actually gotten the chance to meet him. But um, like, I feel like they just kind of picked one. Because I, I'm a, an amalgamation of, like, that mask was, like, the amalgamation of, like, two separate characters. Right. It's, like, Shane Storm and uh, Mr. Zero. Right. So I think they just kind of were, like, what's a Chikara character that's very beloved, but, like, we haven't, but, like, one doesn't wrestle anymore, and two is cool with us giving them a he ho L. And I feel like that's just where Zero came from. Okay. Did Did you feel like becoming a Zero? Did that Did that Did you feel like you had any type of input on kind of where it was going, or were you pretty much told this is this is what's happening? Go do it. I I had a lot of input in terms of like. Like how I wanted the character to go a little bit, like not okay. in terms of storyline, but like I had a lot of free reign to do like anything I wanted on Twitter or like okay. character stuff. Because the only real thing I got was what style of wrestling they wanted me to do. Right. And that was pretty much it. They wanted me to do 2000s All Japan. So okay. I like, cool. I can do that. I can do that. So. I love that style. Um, but yeah, no, I didn't really get a lot. Like, I got, like I said, I literally just got, like, a picture that said, Wow. This is Mr. Zero. You are his kid. So and I was like, cool. <laughs> so I watched all the Mr. Zero matches, and they're all very fun. And it was just kind of like, this is a weird character to bring into the super serious Crucible story. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, yeah, it's like, let's take one of the, uh, you know, more serious things and, you know, yeah, throw throw that in there, but it's insert, some... insert zero in there. <laughs> now, um, I, I mean, mm-hmm. and this is just another idea of how like it wasn't really established who I was very well. Was um, I still get um, people who say that they think I'm Mister Zero, right? Yeah. Like the old, like um, uh, Matthew, the guy who does a uh, Botchamania. I listened to his 
uh, podcast he does with Cultaholic. Okay. Um, and they mentioned me on one of their things because they were talking about wrestlers who had unmasked and were actually gorgeous. Right. And he's like, have you seen this Mr. Zero? And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. And he goes there. It's like, yeah, I guess he's an old Chikara wrestler who came back and he's gorgeous. And I was like, thank you for calling me gorgeous and a beefcake. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> um, I got... Been- I got haven't been doing it that long. <laughs> yes, I got booked at a show once where I showed up and they. Uh, I don't want to say we're disappointed, but we're definitely upset that their tri- their Titantron said Mister Zero on it, and I oh, wasn't Mister Zero. It's like, can you go um, in and edit that, please? That would be wonderful if you. Oh, I wasn't upset. I showed up and they were just like, "Oh, you're not the person we." Th-. I was like, "Hmm." <laughs> I never, I, I say it all over my social media that I'm the son of at that point. And I was just like, that's cool. I came out to a Mr. Zero Titan Tron. It was great. Nice. Now, I remember uh, we had on the more, the obviously the newer second Green Ant. Yes. Um, not too, too long ago. And he was a wonderful guest. Uh, Zach uh, was listening to some other podcast that he had been on recently. Uh, before he had joined us and the other podcast went on asking him about like fighting Claudio Castagnoli and you know like all these previous people in the the <laughs> poor Green Ant to be like that actually isn't me there was another Green Ant previous to this yeah. so that's what he, he became Silver Ant <laughs> right and then Frightmare ripped off his antenna it's a yeah, and they had to go through the whole history of it to like catch yes. this poor kid up, and I'm like, it's like it's so cringe. I, I I'll have to ask Zach if you can remember what that was, but I still remember us talking to Green Ant about that when we had him on. So, um, oh. now 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 let me okay. So we had mentioned this briefly in the in the lightning round. So, um, what were your thoughts when your trainer becomes goes from a name? to obviously redacted (laughs) and then the that kind of world of chikara then due to that really just falls apart um what kind of what were your what were your thoughts from from that point when when that all went down it was kind of crushing like you just kind of it's like i invested so much time at the place like all of my wrestling friends were there. Like, people who I still am grid friends with are all, like, we're all Chikara kids. Like, I still talk to all of them. And it's just, like, it's kind of crushing when, like, your home and, like, where you built, like, where you started, where you started training, just kind of comes, like, like, toppling down because of the actions of a bunch of shitty people who were there. Right. And it sucks because, like, like 80% of the new people, like the newer generation of Chikara are like the greatest people ever. And like, it's actually like the old guard and all that other stuff had to do what they did to ruin this for the group of people who are so creative and so great. And it's just, I was just happy that we were all able to stay together and we were still all able to maintain friends. We literally, uh, Still talking, it's a big group chat. Uh, we still have Camp Leapfrog. Yes. And we see each other everywhere. Like, I'm so happy that 
ev- all everyone at Chikara is just like going out, doing their thing, and rocking it at like every show I see them at. And that is one thing I'll say that that newer grouping at Chikara, it really and as a Chikara fan, when we first started this podcast eight years ago, one of the first episodes we did was uh, covering Chikara's pay-per-view when uh eddie kingston won the grand championship yes uh, uh, it was like one of our one of our first shows was covering high noon and um like the talent that was then eight years ago to the you know and obviously compared to what we could see was you could tell was coming in um was really imp- was a very impressive group that I think really, because it felt like Chikara may have had a little bit of a lull at one point, especially when they closed down for a little while, but it really felt like it was going to start really ramping back up again. And I think, you know, your guys' talent and guys like, I'm trying to think of some of the people that have been coming out of there lately, big Calix, um, oh, yeah. a boomer, uh, you know, um, Jeez, there's so there's so many. I my brain is like, you know, obviously you came out of there, but there there were so many like people that were come, getting ready to come out of there that I think were really going to start to make it blow up. That it's really disappointing that it it didn't because of the you know because of what the Chikara name was for a while. Yeah. But I love the fact that all of you have then kind of landed over into um, something like Camp Leapfrog. Um, so I and I think that's a, a wonderful place for like a lot of you guys seem to have landed uh and and are doing some really interesting interesting stuff there. So um if there's somebody who hasn't seen Camp Leapfrog yet, first off, um IWTV, you should already be subscribed if you're listening to this show. Uh, and you should go, go watch, watch you should go watch Camp Leapfrog. They're all on there. Um, watch all but, of them. but it but explain to to everybody kind of what, what Camp Leapfrog is for those that may not be familiar that are listening to this episode today. So so Camp Leapfrog is a wrestler's camp run by three frog turns and Brad Rush. <laughs> and it's essentially a promotion done throughout the camp. We've run shows out of H2O, out of... Uh, I forget what that venue is called now. But we did another one at like uh, for Love Frog. And all of our shows, like, we're fun, we're campy, like, we try to tell serious stories. We just try to get everything that people love about wrestling onto these shows. And a lot of the shows are themed. Uh, we had a show that was specifically for heavyweights. We had a show that was called Love Frog. Uh, we do Halloween shows. And it's just a blast. Like, if you just want some fun, just, like, just fun, wholesome wrestling come down to camp leapfrog definitely no now yeah. camp leapfrog is kind of where and i i i remember this i think it was i think it was on love frog and i apologize that, you know everything's kind of blending together with me today was that kind of one of the first ones where you had made the determination to kind of take the mask off on camera you were obviously not facing it but where you had kind of started to, to go that route to, to take the mask off yeah uh, that was at Love Frog, where CC okay. Puce decided to... It'd been coming for a long time, just because, like, I was never super attached. I was attached to the people in Shikara, but I never... Like, I was a legacy character for, right. like, a company that didn't exist anymore. And it was this big old burden I had, where it was, like, my face is literally a combination of two 
stars from this company that's just like does not have a great reputation does not exist anymore and it's just like and i was getting fed up and the last straw was literally cc using the mask to win that scramble and i was like you know what this something has to change like i have to be able to move on from this chapter into the next one and that led into the match with Blank, the reverse Lucha de Puesta. Now, did you think that when the mask came off, did I, I mean, I'm sure you were expecting a reaction. There, there's definitely going to be a reaction because nobody really on the active scene. I mean, people backstage have probably obviously seen your face. It's not like you were, not like you were Mill Mascaris coming into, no, coming into the arena in, with the mask on already. The and mask stuff, on. I'm sure. Um, about death. But were you, were you expecting the kind of like explosion that it created? Cause that I, I was that I, I found that I found that very fascinating. Uh, and I'm sure you being part of it was what, you know, being the main, source of it probably I'm, I'm sure probably blew your mind a bit but i had no idea that was gonna happen <laughs> like i had zero like inkling that that was going to happen like i thought it was just going to be like oh zero's unmasked cool i had no idea it was going to explode like two days after that show like oh my god like just twitter enveloping that sh that entire thing right was insane <laughs> and i was just like because i had my thoughts i was just kind of like okay i'm gonna unmask it's gonna be fun i'm gonna go do my own thing and then twitter was just like oh no you're attractive you stay here with us now <laughs> yeah like, oh okay and no i was completely blown away by the response like a thousand percent so now, following with that, what are kind of, what are your thoughts overall on wrestling Twitter? I mean, I know I'm leading in with like wrestling Twitter thinks you're really handsome, um, and and even quite honestly, and I'll be honest, uh, my 11 year old asked me today, like, "Oh, daddy, who are you interviewing today?" And I'm trying to tell your backstory a little bit. I'm you know like, "Oh, he used to wear a mask. This is the mask he used to wear. Show one picture, and this is him now." And even my 11 year old was like. He's handsome. Why do you even have that mask on in the first place? So you're even getting the reaction just on the street now too. But what? Yeah. So, but what's your overall thought on on wrestling Twitter as a whole? Because some people are like completely with it, completely for it. But obviously, some people feel it's kind of a, a hard place to be. So, uh, real quick, I still love whenever I go backstage and I still get people who are like, I don't get why you ever had the mask on. Like just <laughs> randomly, I'll get it, and I'm just like, oh, thank you. <laughs> Um, wrestling Twitter, like, we all need to calm down. Like, I, I take it in stride because I don't take many, I'm a, I'm a sass, I'm a sassy boy on Twitter. <laughs> like, if I'm not posting pictures of my face, I'm literally just, like, sassing somebody. Like, we, we need to calm down sometimes. Like, like, I feel like wrestling Twitter does a lot of good, and then we complain about the dumbest shit. And it's just like, I'm not going to jump into that whole crowd where it's like, wrestling fans need to be in their spot. Because I, I, I think that's also kind of BS. The whole thing where it's like, 
wrestling fans don't know what they're talking about. And I'm like, they kind of do. Like, Secrets of Wrestling has been out for like 10 years. Right. Like, everyone knows what's going on. Um, but yeah, like, I think the worst part about wrestling Twitter is just like the allegiance it's created. Right. Like, just the secularism of wrestling Twitter. Or it's like, if you're not an AEW fan, you're a WWE fan. If you're not a GCW fan, you're a square. Like, that sort of thing. Like, like that gets annoying. Like, I've luckily not interacted with it at all. Like, it's stayed away from me. Like, over, like none of my gifts have ever gotten that, like, Max Zero Dangerous question mark. It's like... Right. I've never gotten that end of Twitter yet. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> I'm waiting for nasty Twitter to come and tell me how unpretty I am. Are you waiting for people uh, to start like tagging Jim Cornette in your in your oh, post? Yeah, I'm, and... I'm waiting for it. I'm I'm waiting for it. it's like he's not actually that pretty. Like I'm I'm just like I've luckily dodged all that, and it's just like because those people don't know what's coming to them. Like, I'm going to sass those people so hard. <laughs> like, they if they think I'm going to take anything they say on Twitter to me seriously, I'm going to... Oh, boy. <laughs> Are they not going to have a fun time? <laughs> but, but no, I like I like the Twitter. Like, I, I have fun on there, mainly because I don't engage with that too much. And I just kind of am on there, like, talking about the dumb stuff that I talk about. And I'm interacting with my friends. And I'm just like, like, I have people, I have fr- people, I have friends who, like, strictly use Twitter for promotional now because they can't deal with all of it. Sure. And I'm just like, that's fair. But I'm also just like, I just kind of use it as a way to, like, do my dumb stuff and get people to follow me with my face. And it And it feels like I don't really have that option if I ever got to that point because my whole thing is that I'm pretty. And I need to be doing those posts to get my face out there. Like my gimmick isn't like I'm a good like I'm a good wrestler. Watch me do the grapples. Right. Like I need to be out there and doing my gimmick on a social on some type of social media. Because that's how that character gets over of how pretty he is. Like and like I am like I'm not gonna shit on my wrestling. Like I'm a good wrestler. Like relatively, but like that's not my that's not my character. Like, right. My character's not like, look how many wrist locks I know. Right. It's it's I'm a pretty dummy who's gonna punch you in the face because <laughs> it's what I feel like doing right now. And and it's you know it's we talk about that a lot here on the show that you know you know necessarily just being like nope i'm a wrestler and my name's my name's on the back of my tights that's who i am and that's it is is not actually a gimmick and should be reconsidered it with my every fiber of skirmish and i'm right. good at the grapples right like it, yeah. it, it always reminds me whenever i hear people who's like uh who do promos like that um of that Miz promo he did where it was him Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And Miz, like, went off on AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan. was like, oh, you're a good wrestler, and you're a good wrestler. We're going to have a good wrestling, and it's going to bore everybody. 
And I was like, oh, Miz. I love the Miz. <laughs> What's yeah. Is that your favorite Miz promo? What's the favorite? Th- what's your favorite thing the Miz has done? Uh, it's it's between that one and him going off on Talking Smack. Talking Just, Smack is damn good. So. That that I, the Miz has always been good. Like I I've stood by the statement. Like he has always been genuinely a good performer and wrestler. Like it's not something that just magically happened on Talking Smack and then he started getting good. Right. Like he's always been like this. I think my favorite thing they've ever done with the Miz, and and um, to this day I still it's, I still say it's one of the better videos that WWE's ever put together, is that Hate Me Now promo just before his WrestleMania yes. title match is absolutely like spot on. One of the most most wonderful things WWE has ever put together. Yes, that match is so good. Yes, so and I've gone back and like watched that one just for for fun. Like that's one of those ones you yeah. go back and watch. It's like that's amazing. So. There's like a few high packages that I go back to every now and then. That's one of them. What's what's some of the other ones? Uh, that one. Um, the the Kurt Angle, Undertaker. Is it Steve Austin? Is that I the triple so. threat? I believe so. I think I know what yeah. you're talking about. That one where Vince is like, "You'll if you're the champion by the end of the night, you'll get your match." And like Kurt beats him, and then it's a triple threat. Like that's a no. Is it The Rock? That's gonna that's gonna bug me. I have to. I will. I will um, do my Google. I'll do my Google foo while you're talking about it. So. Um, it's that one. Um, Bray versus Cena. Uh, from WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that is a good one. So, any Bray one really, I go back to all the time. I love Bray's uh, high packages at his promos. Um. And then the classic one, the Money in the Bank 2012 one, is the Punk and uh, Cena one is so good. <laughs> it is. But yeah. Now let me see. Who else, so who do you kind of, who do you tend to watch for, who do you kind of watch for ideas for you? Because I think everybody has people that they kind of go back to and um, – try to gain knowledge from is there anybody in particular that you see yourself constantly going back to um so i'm going to give my i'm going to give my basic wrestling one and then i'm going to show how much of a much of a new japan mark i am okay um so i watch a lot of sheamus and cesaro okay um their best of seven there's a lot of because sheamus is a bigger hard-hitting guy Cesaro is a hard-hitting guy. I can also fly. So I watch a lot of them. Um, I ch- I don't watch a ton of big men in WWE. Um, mainly because the stuff that I do, like... Like, I like watching Drew. But, like, when they had, like, Braun Strowman, like, and stuff like that, some of their moveset just kind of, like... I was always kind of bored by Braun. Sure. Um... And, like, a lot of their big man stuff is just kind of like, look how big they are. And I'm like, I am average height of a WWE superstar. <laughs> right. Like, I, I can't be stealing from these people. So I steal from, like, their hard their hard boys that they have. Like right. They're, I'm going to go punch you in the face type of guys. And then I watch a lot of New Japan. Okay. Like a lot of New Japan, like, some old All Japan. I steal from, like, Ishii. Ishii's my favorite wrestler. Like full stop. Very nice. Tomohiro. 
Um, I steal a lot from Jay White. Like they're like just like that style is a lot of like what I like in wrestling. Okay. Just very hard hitting and very impactful stuff. Okay. Now let me ask you this: What Shane do you Miller. steal? What do you steal outside of wrestling? Oh, my entire character is just ripped wholeheartedly from stuff outside of wrestling. Okay. <laughs> like, like I'm, like I'm essentially just wrestling's Kronk from Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> um, okay. Like that's that's like a big inspiration for the character. Um, uh, and just like if you could think of a himbo in media, like I have stolen stuff from them. Uh, just to kind of be like, this is me. Um, uh, I can't think of his character's name right now, but um, let me Google real fast. Uh, Troy Barnes. I steal a lot of Troy Barnes from uh, Community. Not, not from Community, yeah. Why'd I? Yeah, uh, Donald Glover's character. Yeah. I steal a lot from him. Mainly because he's just like the archetypical himbo. Himbo. He really is. Uh, oh, yeah. Speaking of your Twitter, you had put this up recently uh, that you seem to get your best wrestling ideas with a headache. Yes. Uh, why, why is that? I don't know. Because I think it's because I'm not focused. Because like when, you're try when I try to think about wrestling, like I'm like, I need to come up with a spot. Or I need to come up with a cool move. I'm always like, 20 minutes in, I got nothing. But like the second I'm like focused on something else, or like I have a headache or something, it's like that would be an awesome move, <laughs> and like it just pops into my brain. I do not know why when I have a headache, it's always when all my moves come to me. There we go. But it is. I, th I think you might be right. It might be the focus thing. So yeah. Um. It, now it could also be uh again kind of from your Twitter. Uh, focusing on you becoming a shoe guy. Are, are you? Were you? Are you a shoe guy previously, or did it just happen to be that that one pair that caught your eye a little that, while ago? That one pair was so nice, and I didn't get it. So, shoe guy might be dead. <laughs> I failed not, once. <laughs> not a not a future future idea for there for you. It's like no, no Mac Zero shoe guy coming down the I line don't here. Five hundred dollars to spend on shoes. I know, right? <laughs> I don't know, five hundred dollars to spend on maybe getting shoes. Uh, and then the other thing that I pulled from your Twitter that I uh, that I definitely had to ask about, uh, and this one is for a fellow wrestling nerd Rick the Sussman. Sussman, uh, talk about being a cat dad. I love my cats. Um, <laughs> it's great. Um, I have too many cats. Some would say. What is what is too many officially? I have four cats. Okay. Uh, what's oh, what's the names, boys and girls? You got to you got to um, get the whole rundown on them. Are you gonna you gonna meow? Oh no, you're just gonna clamor away. Okay, get he's out. Just stare stare at you now because you, you yeah. now he's now he's got Mike fright. That's a yeah. Come on. Uh, so I have four cats. Their names are Garrus, uh, Nido, Cole, and then this little one that I have here. Uh, this is Gunner. And yeah, they're all Where's great. It? Where's the, uh, did you, have you, um, are they like strays? How did you, how did you end up, uh, how did they become part of the family? They are all, um, they're all adopted. Okay. Uh, we got two from the same place and then we got the two others from a cat sanctuary called Tabby's Place in New Jersey. Okay. 
which is like a big old um it's like an internationally recognized uh cat sanctuary like they get cats from all over the world like coals from this isn't far i don't know why i'm using coal as an example uh coals from like minnesota uh, and they okay. brought him up to this place specifically because they have their own doctors uh to deal with the cats like so they have a lot of uh special needs cats and a lot of cats that need intensive care there because okay. they have the doctors there like cole has only has three legs um so that's where we got him from but yeah i love all of them it's great they're definitely not annoying <laughs> um they definitely i'm surprised they haven't come over to walk all over my keyboard i've been at my computer most of the day and they've left me alone for the most part yeah it's it's great because they all luckily get along and they all have such wildly different personalities that I'm very surprised that they all managed to deal with each other. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to change here real quick. Uh, let me ask you a kind of a setup question to my question here. Uh, are you a video game person? Yes, I am. I do. Are you a... mm-hmm. I do Twitch every Tuesday with Matt Mikowski over on his streams. Very nice. And are you a are you a fighting game person? I wish I was. Okay. Like every time, like I've never gotten into like a, like community. Like I get into fighting games and I'm like playing the single player. Right. And I'm like, oh, cool. I'd love to do the online. And then I try the online for five seconds and I get massacred. So I feel right. like if I had like a group of people who are all into fighting games and I could play with them, I would have fun. Like I got way too into Injustice, like Injustice 2. Okay. Well, then let, let me ask you this, and you're going to lead me in nicely, and we'll start with Injustice on that one. We have a little segment that we started up uh, recently with our uh, with our episode with AC Mac that I think is going to become a regular one, and we call it, Who's Your Main? Uh, so who's the main guy that you normally play when you're playing Injustice? I've been trapped. Um, I've, <laughs> I play Aquaman. Aquaman, okay. I love Aquaman. I was a, uh, uh, before Aquaman, I was a Green Arrow main. Very nice. Okay. Um, there's something about the range that they both have that I really like. Okay. In that game. Nope. Definitely good characters on that one. Have you? Uh, do you play Smash Brothers at all? Yes. <laughs> Who's your main? <laughs> My. I play Smash Brothers to annoy people. Yeah, I, I do too. Don't feel I bad. I play Smash so. Brothers specifically to play with people who are trying very hard to win, <laughs> and I am not. Um, but so I play villager. Like okay, yeah. He has the trolliest moveset. He he sure does. Yeah. So I'm just like I'm gonna play villager, and everyone's like you're not allowed to play villager anymore. Uh, who's the one my? Oh God, I'm gonna try to think of it because he's got the. It's a little boy with his hat on backwards. I can't believe I can't think of his name right um, now. Um, but my. That's... Ness, thank you. My six year old will play Ness just to fuck with my eleven year old. Like she legit, right? Exactly, uh, and she will just keep throwing that damn fire every time. And my eleven-year-old will like rage quit because my six-year-old's just messing <laughs> with her. Um, do you play Street Fighter? Yes. Who's your main? Oh, I haven't played it in forever. Ever, ever. <laughs> Last time I played was uh, I think it was Guile. Okay. 
Mainly because old... I, now, I now look like Guile if I put... <laughs> that... <laughs> We gotta find you. We gotta find you one of those uh, when when it becomes like safe to do big conventions again. We gotta find you one of those convention uh, yeah. wrestling so you can so you can, uh, I can be you know cosplay Guile. That would be amazing. I would love. So, it. Um, I and, did a uh, picture a while ago on Twitter. Where uh-huh. My hair was sticking straight up, and immediately I was like, "I'm gonna cosplay Guile." <laughs> uh, and last but not least, for uh, wrestling games, uh, when you're playing a wrestling game, who's who's kind of your go to uh, your go to guy? I don't play wrestling games because really? okay. like I said I'm a baby wrestling fan. So I didn't grow up with all the fun wrestling games. I grew up with the terrible wrestling games. Of kind 20, of all the, the of 2Ks. 2K. And, yeah, so like, okay. I would play them for five seconds and I'd just be like, you know what? I don't need <laughs> this. this in my life. I don't need this. What have I done to deserve this in my life? <laughs> We got to get you. We got to go get you like an uh, an old like Nintendo sixty four and start breaking yes. out No Mercy and stuff like that for yes. you then. So, um, well, uh, Max, I have to ask you one of our final three questions. This is the one we refer to as the uh, Trevin Adams Memorial question, even though uh, Trevin is not dead. Uh, Trevin, if you're listening, I was about to ask. Hi there. Uh, no, Trevin's still very much alive. Just <laughs> this argument started on one of the shows he was on, and we we ask everybody now. Uh, it is late at night. Uh, you're doing the drives, like Uncle Bob Evans says. Uh, you've had a great match this evening. You've looked wonderful. Uh, but as you're driving along, you have discovered you have a, a rumbly in your tumbly, and you come over a hill and you see a shining beacon of light in front of you for food and drink wonderfulness. Is that shining beacon of light a sheets or a Wawa? It's a sheets. And that is the one and only Shit. correct. First off, tell tell us why. Um, I like food that isn't sandwiches. Thank you. Okay. Um, I like good coffee. There you go. Um, that's pretty much it. Like I, I legitimately like Wawa sandwiches do nothing for me. Like I know they have other stuff sometimes, but like there's nothing. Like, Wawa really does half-ass all their other stuff. Like, that isn't a sandwich. And this is like, I could either get a really bad Italian sandwich, or I could get 20 hot wings at Sheets that are pretty that are pretty good. I'm going to isolate this for my co-host uh, yes. so he can hear this when, when he gets I'm, on. I am not uh, a Wawa fan. Good. Like, so I do, I'm not sheets. As far as I'm concerned, sheets is 100 percent the correct answer to that sheets question. Is the correct. I can get um, whoopie pies. Yeah, whoopie pies are amazing. There aren't they? Pies? <laughs> what does Wawa got? Like that's the equivalent of the whoopie pie. I've I don't never think, heard anyone. I don't think they have a thing. So explain to me what their thing is. He'll, get out of here, Wawa. When you're on, when you're on again later, Zach will definitely talk to you about like they have like a Thanksgiving turkey one that's a big uh, like one of. The, but again, that's a sandwich though. Yeah, it's so it's sandwich. like right back to the sandwich again. So yes, like uh, I, can I put this meal in between two pieces of bad bread? Right. And yeah, I probably got it from Wawa. I guess I could do that. I don't know why I'd want to, but there we go. So, oh. Uh, I- uh, question two. This one gets this one get brings the house down a little bit, so I apologize. It's a little bit of a dark one, but uh, sadly, in the performance art that we call professional wrestling, we do tend to lose a lot of talent early. Uh, so, with that being said, if there is anybody that you could uh, uh, wrestle, work with, um, just learn, you know, sit under their learning tree with, uh, who is no longer with us, who would that wrestler be, and why? 
Uh, probably Bruiser Brody. Very nice. I mean, I feel like if I sat down with Bruiser Brody, he would punch me. I feel like I'm everything that generation of wrestling hates. Would have hated, yeah. You're probably not wrong. Just because he was that type of wrestler that I'm trying to do now, which is like the big bruiser. He doesn't care who's in the ring with him. He's just kind of there to fight. Right. And I would love to pick his brain about the mentality of that and just like, like, because he's great. Like, I love watching some old Bruiser Brody matches. And I think... Uh, I think most... I don't think you can be a brawler in professional wrestling or be a power guy in professional wrestling and be like, I don't like Bruiser Brody. It's like, nah. <laughs> you gotta, yeah, you gotta yeah. put some respect on him. He's cool. No, you should be shunned a little bit if you're, if you're brawling in any way, shape, or form and not, like, watching yeah, somebody not, like Brody. And not watching some old Brody matches. So. Uh, question number three, uh, and uh, the, the one that guess put us put us on the map. Uh, we here at the IndyCast believe that uh, all animals in nature have certain traits uh, to help with their survival. Uh, giraffes have the long necks, rhinos have the big horns, etc., etc. Uh, our belief is uh, that the human's trait is the ability to use tools. So, Max Zero. Yes. If you could fight any animal, what animal would it be and what weapon would you use? I don't want to fight any animals. I love animals. Uh, we, we all do, but but sometimes things happen. And, this, might and go, I can... mm-hmm. this, this might go on a little tangent. But, That's um, okay. One time I was in the car with, I believe it was Pancakes. Okay. It was great. And Abby. And I was just real tired. And I just like wasn't talking for like thirty minutes. And they they asked me what's up and I think my response was I believe I can take eighty to sixty small woodland animals if they were disorganized. <laughs> and I was okay. like I have I have such long arms <laughs> and such long legs, I feel like I could fend them off. <laughs> and I, it are we talking like squirrel size, or are we throwing a couple like raccoons in there too? Oh, I, I think I think I could take uh, sixty raccoons. You think you take sixty raccoons? To. Yeah, if it was a if it was a self defense situation, <laughs> I, I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't maliciously go out. You're not harm. you're not looking for a gag of raccoons to, no, to any crawl animal. with. I don't think I would go out and like intentionally go out to hurt any animal. But like, if it's a self defense situation, like I'm. I'm there with my terrible Wawa sandwich, and there's just 60 <laughs> raccoons that want that sandwich real bad. We're battling them with a Wawa sandwich. That's yeah, wonderful. I would. It's, the bread's hard enough. I could probably bludgeon some raccoons with it. It is, it is Mech Zero and a gobbler fighting off against yes. 60 raccoons. There we go. So <laughs> That is wonderful. Well, Max, this is the... Uh, the uh, point in the episode where uh, one Mr. Brian Cage has officially given us permission to call, get your shit in. Uh, this is where oh. you can let people know where they can find your social media, buy the, your merchandise, etc., uh, etc. Et the floor is yours. Right. Uh, so yeah, you can follow me on Twitter. I am at HandsomeMaxZero on Twitter. I am MaximilianZero on Instagram. Uh, you can buy my merch at What a Maneuver dash Max Zero. I actually just put out a new design not too long ago, so go check it out. Uh, I Twitch stream 
every Tuesday with Matthew Mikowski and a bunch of other people. Uh, if you ever want to have a fun time just watching people be bad at video games, come check us out. Uh, you can see me at um, all all over. I, I've been going everywhere recently. Um, <laughs> Uh, check me out at Camp Leapfrog. Uh, go watch Lab Season 1 and be on the lookout for Lab Season 2, which should be coming out sometime in September. Um, Paradigm, go watch my match with Beef. If you want an understanding of my wrestling style and my character, go watch my match with Beef uh, back at Midnight Marauders for Paradigm. Uh, but yeah, uh, go watch some great indie wrestling. Go watch some great AEW. You can watch AEW, uh, WWE if you want. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you really, if you really want to do that, go watch WWE. If you're uh, really desperate, you can watch SmackDown. Watch SmackDown. Don't watch. What? Yeah. Don't don't watch Raw. Let's watch don't, NXT don't. Uh, because it's going to change soon. So. Yeah. <laughs> enjoy it while you can, everybody. Enjoy, uh, enjoy that last ride. <laughs> It was fun while it lasted, but uh, but yeah, um, go check me out. Come say hi. Uh, if you're ever at a show with me, go and say hi. I'm pretty personable. I know I have a face that looks like I'm thinking about something all the time. I promise you, I'm not. Uh, come up and say hi. Um, but yeah, he's thinking about. He's probably thinking about fighting raccoons. Go ahead and probably interrupt. Think about interrupted. Probably think about how many raccoons are in the square mile right now. <laughs> Can I find 60 of them to make it a fight? So, how many, so, how many deer do you think I could beat up? <laughs> off You're just like pulling over to the side of the road by the one of the crossing signs, just waiting yeah. for some to come out. I don't, you're, you're not hunting. You're just waiting to uppercut one just at the right time here. That's, yes. So, well, excellent. Well, Max, it has been a, an absolute pleasure having you on the episode, and as always, it has been a pleasure having uh, you wrestling nerds out there listening to us here on the Wrestling Nerds Radio Sup, Network. Nerds. Something, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, as uh, until next time, as every, anybody, uh, everybody, man, I'm going to botch my own intro. Zach, edit this out. Until next time, everybody, I am, as always, uh, Chad Allen, and as we always say, deuces. Hercules Mulligan. A jump scare is the Canadian destroyer of horror films. Pardon me. Might I suck my own dick for a second? I'm ready to greet the day, you fucker. <laughs> Every single one of you guys has made a horrible decision. <laughs> it's that dirty ass Meryl Street. We are. We're touching wieners. Not touching wieners indeed. professionally. Ric Flair said fuck a six pack and he never lost an ounce of pussy. What I am is a big, queer, stone cold Steve Austin. Love dick. Birds don't give a fuck about your life.